Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm today's host, Coleman Hodges. Joining us, we've got world record holder, NCAA champion, and now swammer and Duke assistant coach. We're sitting down with Coleman Stewart. What's up, Coleman? How's it going? It's going well. Uh, excited to to be in blue. And at least it's this shade of blue, not another shade of blue that is closely related and just down the road. So it's good. I'm excited. <laughs> That was gonna be my first question. There's so much <laughs> blue going on, and it's like, whoa, this is this is a weird sensation. Um, just you know, first off, um, how many days have you been at Duke? Or uh, did you have to move? I mean, I, I don't even know how far of a drive it is. I know it's not far, but how's the adjustment going so far? It's been really good, honestly. Um, we aren't moving yet. Uh, my wife works at UNC, and she's hopefully gonna get into school there. So we might move eventually, but right now we're staying in Raleigh. It's like 30 minutes away. So not too bad. Um, Brian and Riley, and I've known both of them for a couple of years now. So they were super helpful with the kind of transition period into getting hired and having a real job, which I've never had before. So, um, and yeah, this is my third day. So, so kind of got thrown into it pretty quickly, but it's good. It's good. <laughs> that's awesome um what uh what have you done so far <laughs> in your three days um no i mean done a recruiting like got onboarded with the uh, compliance and stuff like that and really it's just been a lot of onboarding like trying to figure out um how a, a swim team operates from swim and dive team operates from this side of the deck um Cause there's a lot that goes into it. So it's exciting to learn everything now. What, what can you give me an example of one thing you've learned that as a swimmer, like you wouldn't even have thought about before, but now you're like, Oh my God, this makes so much sense. It, it how this keeps the wheel turning. I mean, like there's just a lot of like arms is a lot more like the arm software is a lot more uh complete than i thought it was like as a swimmer like it was always just like oh you've been assigned a, an arms workflow so you need to finish it but it's like there's a lot more that goes into it but i don't know i mean i guess it's just like this like there's a lot of office work and and administrative work that that goes into it which i was expecting but but yeah nice um so yeah you're you're three days in so obviously <laughs> Um, you're still, as you said, you're getting onboarded. Tell me about the transition. You know, you, you decided to not only retire, but to take the step onto the coaching deck, um, become an assistant coach. Obviously, uh, you were with Duke head coach, uh, Brian at NC state. Mm -hmm. Um, and so can you just tell me about how that transition came about for you? You know, was it, did you think about coaching before you you thought about stopping swimming or vice versa? Yeah, so I uh I knew I wanted to be a coach when I was like a freshman or sophomore in college. Um I just kind of I saw how the staff operated with NC State and 
um, yeah, it just really, really made me want to get into coaching, like specifically Braden. I've, I, and I've told him this, I was like, he's, he's the reason that I wanted to get into coaching. Um, cause I saw how, uh, positively and how many people he's impacted. Um, so that was kind of, I can't, I can't just sit behind a desk and do the same exact thing over and over and over and over again. So that was never re- like an office job. The, what I went to study in school, I knew I was never going to use that degree. <laughs> so, um, but it's what good. degree I mean, was it? It was business administration, concentration in finance. So, I mean, it's, it's helpful. Like I'm not saying it is helpful, but, um, but yeah, I never, like, I, I knew I wanted to, to coach and, um, had kind of tried to take some steps while I was swimming to be able to jumpstart my career, like running my own swim camps, coaching club, coaching the summer league team, um, just kind of doing that. So like a lot of it was kind of preparing for whenever I stopped swimming, like, so that I have at least somewhat of a resume that isn't just like I swam fast. So, (laughs) um, so yeah, that was kind of how my transition has been. Which uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear all that because that's going to jumpstart a question I have a a little, little bit later, but um, in terms of, you know, Brian Barnes, your relationship with him, um, how did, how, how did that come about? I mean, did you formally apply for this Duke assistant job? Did, did you think coaching under Brian was something you wanted to do? I'm also curious you know, NC State had an open position. Did you apply for the assistant job there as well? Um, yeah. So, so when I saw the uh, news that Ryan got the job, I texted him immediately, um, and I was like, "I like this is really exciting. I, you're going to do great things with the program, and I really want to be a part of it." Um, and then, of course, there were all the benefits of I don't have to move. I can start like less than a week after I agreed. So it was like, it was good. Um, everything just kind of worked out really well. So I'm trying to keep that, uh, that vibe going, just everything working out. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, I had talked to, talked to Braden about, uh, that position. And, um, ultimately we decided that it wasn't what was best for myself and the program. And I'm really, like, I was, I'm excited to learn something new as well. Like I've been around NC state for seven years. I know how they operate. Um, I know a lot of the ins and outs, but I, I was really excited about the opportunity of uh, just learning so- how another place operates. And obviously with Duke having the un- extremely unique set of balance of academics and athletics, it's like these, these people that we're going to be working with, they're going to be successful in everything they do. Um, and that I was really, really excited about the potential to be able to help that and cultivate a culture that really, really can benefit the person, not just the swimmer. Yeah. Uh, what, what you, you said you reached out to Brian immediately um, during your time with Brian at NC state as an athlete, what did you admire about him as a coach and why were you so excited for not just for, for you to, to, to go to Duke, but for him to get to lead a program at Duke? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously he's he's led other programs, and um, most some of them have been very very similar to to how Duke operates. But um, but yeah, I mean, he's been very successful, um, and I didn't get to work with him all that much his first year at State because that's was that was twenty twenty. I'm pretty sure so it was COVID, and then like the pros weren't allowed to train at State. So, but the next two years, like what I really really liked about Brian is a couple of things that he's a family first guy. That is always what comes first to him. And for, he really wants his staff to be like that too. So that was a huge thing. Um, And then he was so willing to learn. I mean, he's been head coaches at amazing programs and multiple times on deck, he would come up and ask me a question and that it just resonated with me. Like this guy's like, he should like, certain people in that position they wouldn't necessarily want to learn more they're like oh i already know everything but he is always willing to learn more and um yeah and he's not afraid to ask ask questions yeah which i think is such a great uh great trait to have not only as a as someone who who is an you know an assistant or a follower but as a leader um mm-hmm. you know it, I, I think it helps lead much better if if you're if you're constantly taking in information, taking in feedback from the people you're leading, uh, so, so you can lead in a, in a better way. Um, so mm-hmm. that's that's really great to hear. Um, yeah. So it, just in terms of your swimming, you know, what, can you can you give me a timeline of when you were kind of thinking about okay, this might be it for me, and when you ultimately decided okay, okay, I, I'm. I'm going to hang up the goggles. Yeah. um, It was. It wasn't a hard. I know it was a hard decision, but it was it was one of those where as soon as like the idea of making the decision was not upsetting, but it was. um, It was a lot. I mean, it it was emotional and. But it, it was easy from the from the fact that once I made that decision, I was like, this is my decision. I'm not going to go back. I, you know, need to be happy with it. And I have been very happy with it. So that's good. But, um, but yeah, I mean, my last time in the water, um, was like, uh, it was a Wednesday morning. We were doing a power set and I just, like, it, it wasn't there. And I asked, uh, asked one of the coaches, I asked Kevin, I was like, have you seen anything from me in the past three months that makes you think that I should be like continuing that I should be continuing this professional swimming career? We talked for about four hours on deck. And then, um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a, a long talk. Like, I'm, I'm really, really lucky to have been surrounded by people who were willing to give up a lot for me. So, um, yeah, but yeah, we ended up talking and I decided I was going to take a break from the from the water. I was still lifting for a while. And then ultimately, I woke up one morning and looked at my wife and I was like, I'm done. This is it. And then, yeah. <laughs> Do you, when when was that break or when, you know, when was that Wednesday morning? Like what what month? It was right after men's NCAAs. It was like a week and a half. after. So that was early April, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Wow. That's uh, I mean, congrats, congrats on a career. What did anything specific come up for you? Um, 
you know, did, did you look back on your career or, you know, were there just, how did, how do you feel like your mind um, subconsciously reacted when you, you know, woke up that morning and said, you know what, I'm done. Um, I mean, it, it was, I think it reacted well. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, I'm very proud of, of what I achieved in the water. Um, but at the same time, I think I was also just really, really fortunate to have been in the position where I, um, was able to go to NC state was, Oh, I really, where I was able to even swim in college or go to college. Like that already is a very fortunate place to be. And then to go to a power five school and then go to one that got top five at NCAA is all, all four years. Well, I think three years at least, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I would, and being surrounded by so many positive people, like I'm really, really lucky. And I just, I can look back on my swimming career and just be happy about it because it's a lot better than I thought it was. And then I thought it, it should have been, and I thought it could have been. So a lot of, um, yeah, just a lot of thankfulness and, and happy. Like I, I don't miss, I don't miss the swimming at all. Um, but, but yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, <clears throat> what kind of swimmer are you? Are you, have you just, you, are you, are you not touching the pool one bit uh, lately, you know, or are you someone who still gets in, you'll swim a thousand once a week or, or are you doing masters already? That's your swimmer level. Um, for a while, it's going to be not doing any, anything. I, uh, I told myself once I like, once I start getting into a rhythm with this, with this job, I'll be able to kind of consistently work out. But, um, right now our pool is, is, being drained they're redoing it resurfacing it so you know that's my excuse for now is oh we don't have a pool but <laughs> nice how long does that take is it like are the swimmers able to train <laughs> we have a um we're renting an outdoor pool uh that's like i think it's technically still on campus but but yeah so they, they still have water to train cool yeah uh so I'm going to turn the conversation to a, a conversation that's, that's been had lately about, uh, <laughs> former swimmers being hired in D1 positions, which I, the, the arguments already, you've already given a lot of information that I think is valuable to the argument because I think people get upset that swimmers are getting hired in these power five D1 positions and they think they don't have coaching experience you don't have college coaching experience, but you have coaching experience. You've run clinics, you've coached club, you've coached summer league. You know, it's like you already, you did those things to make sure, as you said, your resume is up there. Um, and so I, you have a lot of valuable experience on deck. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be <laughs> sorry that this is putting you in another job interview situation, but I am curious from your perspective, you were, you've been in every level of swimming competitively, you know, high school, college, you were an NCAA champion, you were world record holder, you are a world record holder. Um, <clears throat> what do you feel like you bring um, the, to a power five D1 college swim program as an elite athlete? 
I think I bring the, um, I'm, I mean, I, I'm a big culture and who you surround, like it really matters who you surround yourself with. Uh, and I really like positivity, I think is very, very important in swimming and anything really. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think what I bring is, a. have I've made a lot of mistakes. I have swum different ways. I have, uh, prepared, trained differently for a lot of things and a lot of it didn't work. And it's, I'm excited to learn from that and like, try to just take all of my experiences. And I know that my experiences are a, not the only way to do it and B maybe not the best way to do it, but it worked for me. So, and I want to be able to, to learn from, I mean, as an elite swimmer, I was able to see a lot of how other people worked and operated, especially in the ISL. So I've seen how other people do it and I know it works for them. I know what works for me. Um, so I guess I bring the experience of being just around elite swimmers and I was ob uh, uh, observing them, you know, subconsciously and just kind of noted what they were doing and um really excited to to really help these kids how to or get through college because college is great um it's a great four or five sometimes six years uh but <laughs> but it's hard there's a lot of a lot of hard things about college and uh i'm excited to try to help these student athletes navigate that and uh make sure that they come out on the other end of these four years as better people who have grown, not just in the pool, not just uh, in the classroom, but like they are prepared for life after this. It's great. Great take on it. I, the, so that was one, a long answer. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what we're here for. We're here for long answers. Uh, no, that was, I mean, that was a, that was a beautiful answer. I, one of the coolest things about the ISL, one of the reasons I'm most sad that it's not around currently is what you said is that it was this conglomeration of international swimmers, of swimmers from every walk of life all together in one place. And, you know, just from me being a, a member of the media and getting to experience it, you see so many different people operating so many different ways but they're all there, right? They are all mm -hmm. at the pinnacle of their sport doing it at the highest level, but they all got there in these completely different paths. And so it's just such a wonderful learning opportunity to get to see how different people do it. And maybe you try it out and it doesn't work for you. Maybe you try it out and it does work for you. You know, it's like you get to pinch through that and you got to experience it firsthand as an athlete being around all of these other athletes, um, like I think that experience in itself is is invaluable and one that's really unique. And maybe you can speak a little more to that than obviously I can. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, like you said, there's just so many different ways to to do it, and I think I could be wrong on this, but I, from what I've seen, it doesn't matter as much what you do in the pool. Like generally speaking, coaches know how to write a workout. If you, I mean, if you go to most programs, the staff knows how to write a season plan and everything. What makes 
this is and this is what I've seen with ISL is what makes good swimmers is a the swimmer has to be determined and they need to be willing to work for it and and the other part of that is a coach that um uplifts that and enhances it and a lot of the time like i said it's not necessarily the workouts that they're writing it's how the coach gets the most out of the athlete and i think what i'm excited to learn more about with with coaching um and coming out of the isl is like how to teach the swimmers how to motivate themselves to where pretty much this might sound bad but the coaches just kind of go on autopilot where they're now motivating themselves and we just have to write the workouts and not really worry like they're gonna as long as we can get the most out of them and they're willing to get the most out of themselves i think is the most important part not necessarily a lot of the the training physical training but and again, to me, that's the insight that you don't get that you don't get elsewhere. Um, I think uh, that's a that's a hugely valuable skill to give someone is is like how to motivate yourself, you know, because yeah. I, you know, I work on that every day. It's like, dude, come on, you got to get out of bed. <laughs> you know, it's like simple stuff like that. But yeah, like as a young person, um, I think that's what they struggle with sometimes the most that's what people struggle with sometimes the most is motivating yourself um mm-hmm. and I, I think especially in a college team environment you know you don't realize that once you get outside like it's a bubble right and once you get outside of that team environment there's a lot of motivation that comes from just being around other people and so when you yeah. have that skill to not only be a teammate but to be able to to motivate yourself um yeah, it's important. Uh, this is this is has been that was that was some great insight. Um, to to wrap things up, I am just kind of curious about you know again you've been onboarding your day three on the job, so it's pretty new. But do you have an idea of of what your role is just going to look like maybe in the next few months or in this first season? Um, in terms of how you're going to be supporting the team, you know, if, if you will be writing workouts in the next few weeks, or if you will be in charge of a certain group or assisting with a certain group. Yeah. So we're still trying to complete the staff. We're still trying to fill it out. So we haven't completely decided on what we're going to do with groups and, and where I'm going to be, but, um, the plan for right now, I think is for me to assist someone else and, uh, be there for like on deck motivation and fine tuning technique. Um, I'll work with either mid D or sprint. Um, maybe I'll venture on over to distance every once in a while, but um, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, just kind of helping it with fine tuning motivation. Uh, we're, you know, because we, we are only three people strong on our staff right now. Um, well, four, sorry. Um, the the recruiting is going to be is going to have to ramp up so that's kind of what we've been working on this week nice uh and yeah it was uh i think it just i forget what day it was but it was just recruiting day right the 15th the 15th yeah 
15th was the first day that you can reach out to the class of 25? 25, yeah. Man, <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, I was, I was looking at their birth year and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I, it, it, yeah, it's still wild to me that that you're recruiting, you know, kids who just finished their sophomore year of high school. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, anyway, that's a whole nother conversation, but uh, <laughs> how do you feel like your first week of recruiting has gone? I, to me, that's something that like, I would be interested in college coaching if I didn't have to recruit, like recruiting sounds like a whole nother full-time job, right? I mean, it's, it's a lot, but how do you feel like it's been just having your first go at it in this position? I mean, I think it's going pretty well. Hopefully the recruits also think that. I mean, I've, I've let them know. I was like, this is my first one. So like, I'm sorry if this is like pulling teeth, but uh, no, I mean, I think it's going pretty well. I, I mean, Duke's a great place and recruiting is just talking about how great Duke is, which I mean, if you just Google Duke, it pretty much does it for itself. So it's, it's not that bad so far, but we'll see. I'm sure it'll get a lot more intense, but nice. Well, there you have it, folks. Google Duke. See for yourself <laughs> where, where Coleman Stewart's coming from. Uh, Coleman, it's, it's it was great catching up with you. Congrats yeah. on this transition. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any parting thoughts for our audience <laughs> before we go, aside from Google Duke? Google Duke. Um, I think, well, I, I don't know how I didn't bring this up. But uh, all of the team will be growing mustaches. That's one thing that I also bring to the table. <laughs> Men and women. So. <laughs> That'll be good. <laughs> You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.